Welcome to today's episode of Jazz Beats, your number one podcast for jazz news and entertainment. Here are your hosts, Jackson and Tyson. That's right, we are your hosts, Jackson and Tyson. We're hosting the greatest basketball team podcast in the world. It's weird that we can now say that and it's not not biased anymore like that is legit legit i i say it all that i've always said it because i guess i knew but this time i it's almost feels weird to say it because i know i'm not joking anyways you're listening to jazz beats thanks for tuning in i feel like an introduction is needed we've been mia for a few weeks now my apologies that mostly falls on my my shoulders so happy to be back with you guys we have been in a slight quarantine situation where we had some exposure to some type of virus that's going around. I've heard of it. I think I've heard of it. Yeah, I think COVID, or uh, sorry, <laughs> Gobert had it a year ago, whatever it is, finally made it to our studio, which is strange because we're so intertwined with the jazz. All you people worried out there, Tyson is fine. His family's doing good. Yes. But thank you for your concern. Yeah. We have so many letters and emails uh, <laughs> requesting us to get back on the air, but we are here now and we're with you. It was more like hate mail, like where, what's what's going on? What's your problem? <laughs> what's get, the- get back on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Although we have been on a good streak since we stopped recording. Which, so. the last episode we talked about... Um, Superstition. Superstitions. Right, right. Okay. And since the last episode, we've gone 10-0, and 0, the Jazz have. 10, a- 10 game win streak, everybody. You can applaud now. Did our did our uh, editors do a applauding sound? I don't know. Okay. We'll, we'll ask. Hopefully, they cue. We'll that ask up. future me. <laughs> future you. <laughs> um, so, speaking of superstitions, is that does no jazz beats equal wins for the jazz? Uh, no, it doesn't, guys. It's something different. It's something different. All entirely, it's a uh, three point shooting. We're gonna talk about everything jazz doing to win some of these games um it literally started right after our last episode with milwaukee uh, with the bucks i feel like the bucks are a good team but i feel like we have their number we do we play really well against the bucks why is that they were on a winning streak in fact they hadn't lost a game at home all year until we played them and won them at home and began our own 10 game winning streak so um i'm not sure exactly what it is but i know that obviously they score a lot in the paint Yes. With Giannis, and Gobert is the ultimate frustrator in yeah. the NBA. And so, he, and, and I'm not saying he doesn't score points. I'm just saying he can't take off and yeah. score 35. Yeah. I think our focus is completely opposite from them. Um, the last few years, Milwaukee has really focused on allowing three-point shots. Not Not allowing, but that's not their main intention of their defense. Their intention is to protect the inside and not allow easy baskets or dunks or lobs or any of that, and in turn, giving up a few extra threes a game. And the Jazz are complete opposite on the offensive end. They're looking to get threes up as quickly and as often as possible. The three-point shooting. We played the Mavericks last night. Now, I know that that's the last game on our 10-game winning streak, and I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Interesting to hear the assistant coach interviewed after the game. She herself said... It's fun to watch the Jazz. The Mavericks coach? The Mavericks assistant coach. And I'm like, man, that means a lot when the opposing team that just lost to you is saying that you're a fun team to watch. It, it is exciting. Yeah, and, and especially because the Jazz have not been known for this in a while. They're usually known for this grit and grind, 
uh, defensive oriented. A lot slow of pick the, and roll. Yeah, a lot of pick and roll. Slow the pace down. We don't get up the floor. And this year, it's like just guns blazing. Uh, Coach Kerr said the Jazz are now where we were when we were title contenders. That's a direct quote. Uh, he said that he's like he's they they are where we were when we were winning titles. Yeah, that just like goosebumps, right? Right, now. and that's after we blew them out. And did they we looked that was a game so good in front that of the Warriors. Wait, you were there? I I was at that game. You, Jackson, your very own host, Jackson <laughs> Stephen Ed, was at the Warriors game. You can thank him for that amazing three point display. Do we want to talk about that now? Yeah. Okay. I guess um, so. Looks like it. Yeah. So my 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 mother happens to have season tickets and as far as i know is um season ticket holders can kind of on a first come first serve basis buy tickets kind of as if they were the regular public right. obviously all this they don't get their own seat you're just kind of buying what's available um so she was able to get uh four seats for that game and my lovely wife and i and my my parents got to go how how was the atmosphere with only 1500 people honestly the first quarter was fantastic really because we came out i think we were up 19 to 2 right and 14 and 0 yeah royce that, hit his they scored. royce hit our first three threes or something he had nine points on the game and they were all in the first like four minutes right right like it was it was i wouldn't say as loud as it normally is but it was exciting did they and, did they set up the microphone in front of you like we proposed to them Oh, to get our our yeah. cheers on there? No, yeah, on the PA system. No, but when it did quiet down, they did pump some uh, crowd right. noises through, and really, yeah. Hmm. But anyways, the rest of the game was was, I mean, we're still at the Jazz game. We're still playing good, but it all with that considered, it was kind of tough to get so excited about it. I don't know if it's because of the atmosphere or because we were up thirty at halftime that it was was hard to get like, way excited about plays and that, but. And I've heard the announcers say, and maybe you can testify to this experience, that you can really hear what the players are saying on the court, what the players are saying on the bench, and and just discussions back and forth between coaches and players and referees. Like it's you're much more audible to the entire court, right? Yeah. So we were we were under the basket, like thirteenth row up. They they. Must they be nice. Eliminated the first six rows. You couldn't sit there. So we were we were the seventh row, but we were normally the we were thirteenth from the floor. Um and I couldn't hear words like make out what they're saying, but you can definitely hear talking and squeaky shoes and it's it's like you're right there. It's kinda cool. Yeah, that's interesting. Would you do it again? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. If you had your preference, would you sit uh thirteenth row? In that atmosphere or 40th row with a stadium full of people? 40th. Amen, brother. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's Jazz right. fans are unlike any other fans. They're loud and crazy, and it's it's awesome when that place is popping. Yes. Um, yeah, so it was a little different. I still had my, my Fars ice cream, my double dribble ice cream at halftime. Perfect. Which and thank goodness that usually leads to a, to a win. Big um, W. They should just put W on the bottom of every one of those <laughs> ice cream cups that are sold at halftime. Uh, but you can't like <laughs> order food and stuff at oh. the register. You now through the app. Yeah, you get right. to the line and there's a QR code. You scan it and then you order online and you wait there for them to call your name. It's, it's weird. Right. It's a lot of weird things. It's a different world today. But at least we're playing, and at least the Jazz are one of I think seven now, isn't it? S- seven, eight, nine, something. 
small amount of arenas that are allowing players right. in or it, fans in. It used to only be three. Yeah. And it's just slowly accumulated a few more arenas that are allowing yeah. spectators in. Speaking of spectators, this is our first podcast with a live audience. <laughs> we have had guests, <laughs> but um, this is our first time being <laughs> spectated by a live audience. Yeah. So hopefully. It's, um, it's not human. So my, it's my it is my dog and he doesn't seem very interested, but he's here nonetheless. So we appreciate but the support. I, I can confirm he's definitely a jazz fan. So he is. We got that going. Um, what else? What else has happened during this streak? I guess. And do you see us um, breaking the streak soon? We we do play the Mavericks again. Back to back. They don't have an answer for us, to be honest. And uh, is Mitchell going to be back in after his concussion protocol for Friday night's game? As of now, we have not heard. Okay. So I actually uh, projected that we would lose the first game against the Mavericks without Favor and Mitchell, Favors and Mitchell. Um, because I thought that Gobert will be tired and Mike Conley and Royce will have to step up. It was a back-to-back game. And, yeah, and and we had just played, and it was a hard game. We had just won, but it was we 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 had to play all the way to the fourth quarter. But we won, so that that surprises me. Do you think that our February schedule is going to force us into leaning out of this streak? Um, if you haven't seen our February schedule, it is brutal. Right. Um, I, I mean, obviously, we're not gonna we're not gonna win every other game the rest of the season. We're gonna lose sometime. Um, let's go with some predictions right now. Let's look at the schedule. We're going to okay, pull this up okay. right here and see. Who, who did wh- we play before? Sorry, before the Mavs. Who the did Knicks. we play? Okay. The revenge game on the Knicks because okay. they, okay. they beat us at their place earlier. Um, that was our last loss was the Knicks. Right. Early in January. Um, you got it pulled up? Let me see. I, I don't. I can pull it up. You're looking for February. Um, to finish out this month, we play the Mavericks again on Friday, <clears throat> the 29th, and then we're in Denver Sunday. And that could be the game. I'm going to call that the game we Sunday the first we of break our streak. Right. That's uh, Jan- that's the last day of January. And then we've got Pistons, the Hawks, the Hornets, the Pacers, Celtics, back to the Bucks again, 76ers, Clippers, Clippers, Hornets, Lakers, Heat, Magic. Okay, I can, I, can, I can see where you're coming from. You know, some of the games that we played, we I could hear the announcers saying, and I think it was the Warriors, they were talking about how, uh, you know, some t- you know we're, we're playing a hard schedule right now. We're playing against hard teams. Well, guess what, Jackson? We are one of the hard teams. Right. We are the hard team now. <laughs> so I'm not I'm 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 thinking that these guys that we just read off, I think they're dreading playing us in February. Oh, I would be too. The Jazz are the hottest team in the country right now, and they are just rolling through teams. And and we're winning by a margin of like sixteen points, which is huge. We we haven't had many close games. We we could have a larger margin if we kept our our starting lineup all the way to fourth quarter, but it seems like we're putting in our third string as soon as eight minutes to the end of the game. I mean, you know you got the game in, in the bag if you're putting in Morgan, and the only guy who knows what he's doing on the court is Minivan. <laughs> I I love Niang lately, though. Dude, Niang. He has, he has turned into from a just spot-up three-point shooter 
to actually being aggressive and driving to the rim. He had two dunks in back-to-back games during the streak. <laughs> and you don't see a minivan even, dunk even, ever. Yeah, even Joe Ingles had a slam dunk. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about how the consistency of some of our players. Uh, I, I mean, to, con- to even get this long of a streak, let's start with Mike Conley. Incredible consistency from Mike this entire year. What we thought we were wanting from him when we drafted him in, I think that he's he's doing. He looks so comfortable on the court. That's key. I have to say also, when sometimes when you see a little guy, they always seem like they're just hustling, like zipping around like Speedy Gonzalez. But he just seems so cool, calm, and collected. And even when he's hustling, he still is just, you can tell he's a, a seasoned player. You can tell he's a smart player on the court. It's like he's finally doesn't have to think about things. Um, a lot of people have said Quinn's offense is very intricate and woven together, and it's it's tough to get a grasp of. And I think Conley's finally to the point, and, and it probably started around the bubble last year, that he doesn't have to think when he's playing anymore. Um, he's not worried about sure, X's sure, and yeah. O's and where I got to go. He's just playing, you know? And he's he's shooting amazingly. He's averaging 16 and a half a game. You're right. This is exactly the Conley we were hoping for when we, we traded for him. Absolutely. I love it. I'm I'm loving him, and I feel like he's saved us in many of these games. It's been his his experience and his call. I love him bringing down the ball. I'm going to say uh, anytime he can bring the ball down instead of Donovan Mitchell, I think is best. And even if you watch the last, the most recent Knicks game, um, Austin Rivers went ten for ten in the first half, had twenty five points in the first half, and guess who guarded in the second half for a lot of the times? Not Royce O'Neal. Mike Conley. Little did. Mike Conley. And he got after it and and held him to like. Was he scoreless in the second half? He got two points. Uh, f- he got two points in the third quarter. I think was his first. Yeah. Anyways, and much better. Though. Right. And Conley guarded him. He's he's just doing things on both ends of the floor that that I don't want to say have been expected this whole time, but it's it's traditional Mike Conley. Of now. course. And in the game against the Mavericks, the first game in Vivint Arena, the alley oops coming off of Mike Conley to Royce. To Gobert, to Fav- everybody. I mean, well, Favors wasn't playing that night. Uh, but he was just picking the lines, the passes, the assists. He was tearing part- the Mavs apart. Mike's been great. Mike's been great. Who else has been incredible? Um, you know what? Nobody's played poorly, I feel like. I think the only one is Bogey, who hasn't been higher than his previous year in, in performance. Yes, but is that because of his lack of performance? Or other people stepping up. I feel like a lot of his shooting's been off, and he is still recovering, obviously. He had the wrist surgery. But you are right. I mean, he can't score all the points that he did last year if we have as many other guys putting extra points up this year. That just doesn't add up. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm looking at his, their, our shooting percentages, and he's the only guy right now shooting under 43% from the field, which is unreal. You have a team shooting close to 50%. How do you stop that? You don't. You just ride an L on the calendar and go to the next game. If I, I mean, ask the Mavericks that. They had our best player out and our backup center out, and right, right. they couldn't stop anybody. And like, Gobert tore it up. He thrived on having to be the only guy. Yeah, we have so many threats on the floor, inside and out, that it, we're, we are a very tough and deep team to handle. We might be – I'm going to call us, and I haven't watched every other team yet, but – I'm going to call us the deepest team in the league. I initially, and I tried to place this bet um, early um, in the year, 
the the odds of the Jazz winning the championship if you bet a hundred dollars, and I think we talked about this on one of the podcasts, you could have won forty five hundred bucks off of a hundred dollar bet. I wonder what the odds are now that the Jazz mm. can win a title because I don't think they're going to be that great. <laughs> Maybe we should have taken it. We should we, have. We actually, I actually went down to Mesquite and tried to place that bet, but the the sports book was closed. Thanks, COVID. We got there too late. Cost us forty five hundred bucks. <laughs> Um, uh, speaking of the players, Jackson made a prediction early on. I think it was the second game into the season. Jordan Clarkson, he predicted that he would be a contender, top contender for sixth man of the year. I'm going to advance my prediction. I love it. And say he's going to get the award. He is going to be the sixth man of the year. They're finally talking about him. Um, he is leading the league in bench scoring. Our second leading scorer. He's, he's just playing outstanding you can tell when he wants to get the points he's give me the ball he will get the ball he he's a hard guy to guard i mean the crossover back and forth and back and forth the step back three and when he gets in the paint he's going to find a way to get it on the board Mm -hmm. uh he's incredible to watch and i think you were right i got to give you props on that because i've heard him be discussed as the sixth man for the year on several different platforms so well done thank you yeah thank you thank you jordan yeah for just stepping up yeah, it was fun. Last night I was talking about he he did a tribute to Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. and uh, my son asked why, and I said, "Well, because Kobe kind of trained him." And he's like, "So Kobe trained him, and now he's dead, and Obi Wan Kenobi trained Anakin, <laughs> and now he's dead." <laughs> and I was like, uh, "What are you getting at?" He's like, "There's a connection. Maybe Obi Wan and Kenobi are the same person." And I was like. You're offending a lot of people right now. So. <laughs> what interesting, interesting. Uh, the mind of, a, of an eight-year-old, nine-year-old. Yeah. Seven, seven, seven. Going on eight this year. Wow. Yeah. It's exciting. Higher IQ than me. I never made the connection. No. I thought they were totally different people. <laughs> Another correction from kids. Sorry, I've got to throw this in. I was going to save it for a more boring episode. Okay, let me, I'm going to paint a scenario. Do we have those? I... No, we had them for the last three weeks <laughs> when we didn't record. Okay, so let's say you're watching the game, and I want you guys to imag- close your eyes and just imagine you're watching uh, I'm gonna do Mike. This. I'm, I'm doing it already. Close your Mike eyes. Conley's coming down the court. He fakes the pass to George Nang, who's in the far right corner, and then lobs up a three to Gobert. Gobert pump fakes uh, Adams. Adams goes up in the air, and then Gobert just swings around. 360 slam dunk from the foul line. I'm stretching it now, and <laughs> and makes it, okay? And when you see him going for that slam dunk and you want to say, you know, like, get it, you know, like, what do you yell, Jackson? What do you yell in that moment when he's doing a 360 from, ha- from the foul line? I think that's one of those shots or moments that you're like, no, no, not that <laughs> pass. Somebody else is open. And then when it goes in, you're like, oh, yeah, good job. Oh, yeah, good yeah, job. Yeah. Great good, job. Good, good work. choice. Good choice. <laughs> so I, I kept yelling in the game. Go, go, bear. And my son was like, Dad, you don't have to say go, go. He already has go in his name, so just say go, bear. And I'm like, yeah, but then I'm just saying his name. And so we had this big argument. So I'm wondering what other people do when they're trying to say, make hence go, bear. Do they say go, go, bear, go, go, gadget? You would have to, or else you you might get the jazz bear looking at you because you're saying go, bear, go. Right. Like you're cheering for him, which he's not. He's not doing much lately. No, is he? he's not. He did some bubbles on a guy last oh, night. Oh, that's cool. And then I said, well, what if we just say, go Rudy? And he, and to him, in like Australia, that. Rudy means naked. So 
Uh, my ch- kids were like, go Rudy. Why would you want him to go Rudy? And I'm like, well, it's either go, go gadget, go bear, or he's naked on the court. So I have an issue at my house cheering for Rudy Gobert. All you dads out there, I'm sure can confirm this, that you, you can't win. You're right. You can't win okay. against a seven year old. All right. So it's, it's like playing the jazz. Just cut your losses and just get out now. <laughs> oh man. That's um, incredible. Other kind of newsworthy. Um, what, what game was it that? Mitchell got interviewed by the TNT crew. Um, I think it was, it might have been that Knicks game. Anyways, after the game, Mitchell played great. He had 26 and 7 assists or something like right. that. Right. Oh, they discussed him at halftime. Right. Yep. And in the post game interview, if you're a Jazz fan, I'm sure you've heard of this. Shaquille O'Neal um, went to, to interview Donovan and said, so so at halftime we were we were talking about um how Donovan Mitchell's a a good player but he cannot make it to the next level. He he told this to Donovan. He said, "You are not a player that can make it to the next level. How do you feel about that?" First off, great impersonation. Thank you. Of Shaquille O'Neal. Thank you. Yeah. And what uh keep going with your story, sorry. Um that that's that's really it. <laughs> that uh, is so, the story. So I don't know. First of all, who's this this makes me mad. I'm going to get a little fired up right here. This makes me mad. What what kind of human being or person calls somebody out like that after a successful performance? What what is what is Shaq trying to achieve out of this? Well, I'm not head? sure what he gets out of it, other than just trying to be trying to be better, big headed than Donovan. I'm not sure. I mean, afterwards he kind of retracted a little bit when he didn't get the consensus that he wanted f- from his initial statement by saying, "Oh, uh, you was just trying to." Uh, <laughs> I was just trying to uh, get you fired up there so that you'd dig in deeper and play harder or something like that, which is a load of rubbish. Yeah, it's when he didn't get the reaction he wanted. Uh-huh. What was Donovan's reaction, by the way? I. Yeah, he just smiled and said, I, it's gone I, viral all over. Like, yeah, there's T-shirts. There was a guy at the game when I was there that had a T-shirt, all black. It said white letters, I, and his little two-year-old daughter was had the same shirt on. It was awesome. It's so funny because Don and he said he responded to, to Shaq and said, "I've been told this since my rookie year. I ain't like I'm not good enough. I'm not gonna get to the next level. But here I am right now. I'm the MVP, you could say, almost of the superstar of the number one team in the league. So I mean, you gotta. I mean, you gotta recognize at some point. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it, I don't know. And and you see Shaq just stumble on his words afterward. I think Shaq is just extremely jealous of players today and the amount of money they're making and the success they're having. It seems like Shaq is never content with with how he was as a player. I'm I'm speculating extremely right now, but my thoughts are Shaq is just he also brought up Rudy's contract to him after that. Hey, Donovan, make sure uh Rudy buys you lunch with that $200 million contract. Right. And Donovan responded with I again. Right. Um, so I think he's just kind of butthurt about all these people making money and doing well. And and he has nothing to prove, though. If you ever say something to Donovan and he responds, I, you offended him, first off, okay? And he's just being <laughs> a better person than you. When someone bullies you, the way Donovan handled that is perfect. Perfect. Because all it does is say, it's make you look like a loser. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. Because nobody looked at Shaq after that and thought, what a cool dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Shaq attack should be on uh, Shaq and a fool. Yeah. Put yourself week. on the yeah. pool. Put yourself on there. 
<laughs> number one, Shack Attack, Fool Attack. Um, I, I appreciate Kenny Smith, the one of the other guys on TNT, because after that, he could sense the the tension or something, and and he said, "Look, look, Donovan, what we were talking about at halftime was was um, he just kind of ex- explained the argument a little bit better and said." What there are some things that you need to do to to reach that next level, uh, become more of a, a playmaker and, and average your six eight assists a game. And he just kind of it was more constructive than how Shaq did it. Right, same discussion. And it was very positive, and it was very right. You know, and how it should have been done the first time. Right. Uh, at that point, though, the fire had been lit. Uh, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, and I think that what what was his name? Kenny. It, Kenny. I think Kenny's thinking. No, he is a superstar, and he's going to be here for a long time. And if I want to have mutual respect with him, I better start dishing it out to him too. Yeah, he's going to be broadcasting his games for the next forever, and yep. he's he's a big deal. Yeah, you can't not have him like you. That was that was a frustrating conversation for me. Uh, the Jazz have always been undervalued, underthought, yes. underconsidered, underappreciated. And when you finally get a superstar like Donovan Mitchell on it, it's it's more frustrating than anything for the Jazz to say. What else do we have to do? I mean, we can't just – we have a superstar on our team and he's still not going to get the recognition. Is it because he's in Utah? For goodness let the – I mean, the guy's a star. Well, on the – for instance and, – and first of all, I love that the jazz players could care less about that. They don't care about fair recognition enough, fair enough, fair enough. or national attention. So, But the Warriors game, for example, we were up 30 points at halftime. We ended up winning by 20 or so. And the topic of the night – was how Steph Curry on the Warriors passed Reggie Miller for second of all time three pointers, which is a great accomplishment, but not a word about the Jazz's eight game road streak or win streak at the time. You know, it's 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 something we're used to as Jazz fans. It's something that gets frustrating. But at the end of the day, what what number are we again? Last time I ran the numbers, we were number one. <laughs> yeah, and for real this time, the Maverick. Uh, announcers they mentioned the same thing they said the jazz have a chip on their on their shoulder and i think people realize that they're just always undervalued and i think the denver nuggets are a little bit the same they're undervalued as well i think they're a fantastic team and they don't get the props they deserve i I could think of other teams that get the same and i could think of teams that are overvalued absolutely that uh just because of their their past they get the hype but really i mean their numbers are poor their players are has-beens, and, and, and there's just no reason for them to be on the highlights at all. But you got to earn your place, and uh, we'll just do that any way we have to. Right? Right. Okay. Right. So, hey, I want you guys to know, I, I ran a few, like, statistics here. If you're not a Jazz fan, I want to give you a couple reasons why you should be. Okay. Top three defensive in the entire NBA, Lakers, Grizzly, Utah's number three. Grizzlies, that's surprising. Yeah, I'm not sure what the heck's going on there. Top offense, Utah's number three. Top three-point shooting percentages, Utah's number two. Most points from a three-point in a game, Utah's number one. The biggest lead in game so far in the year, Utah's number two. Fast break efficiency, Utah's number three. Defensive rebounds, Utah's number one. Three-point shooting, um, this is this is um, efficiency. Okay. They're number two. Winning percentage, we all know number they're one. number one. They're also number one in the cleanest defense in the NBA, which means that they give their opponent the least amount of foul shots in a game because they just play proper defense, which is which is incredible. 
Also, okay, I wrote this number down, Tanner Thompson. Shout out to Tanner. He, I told Tanner. him, to look out for this statistic in today's episode. <laughs> 54 equals 60%. So what this number indicates. Yeah, please, please explain. Because you won't find this anywhere <laughs> but explain. on the Jazz Beats episode right here. 54 drives in a game, attacks to the hoop, is what the, the Jazz average. 60% of them lead to an assist. So that means that, at average, the Jazz player is running towards the hoop for the layup 54 times a game, and 60% of them are a dish out for a three ball or a lob to Rudy Gobert. 60% of our attempts at the hoop lead to a point. So I, and, and not only a, a point, but a, an assisted point, which exact, probably means a wide open. Right, right. That's the thing. It's like we get in the paint and we dish that out. We've got the assist. 60%? You do that all game? You're gonna win. It's not yeah. you can't stop it. Yeah, sixty percent. Uh, you like Tyson said. You're not gonna hear that anywhere else. This is this is game breaking stuff, people. This is incredible. The, at the Jazz Beat Studio, you're hearing it first. No, that's awesome. All those all those stats are amazing. Um, I I was thinking about it this morning. When is the last time the Jazz have been a realistic number one seed? Right, not just two games into the into yeah, the year. or or not just. I know a couple of days ago we were the number one seed for like five minutes, right? And then the Lakers win one after that, and we we bumped down to two. Um, but this is this is big time. The Jazz are for real. They are. I. Do you put them in the category of of title contenders yet? I always have. Right. When 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 Donovan Mitchell got interviewed when they were on their four game winning streak, they asked what they're doing to improve, like what their what their goal end game was for the year. He said, uh, "A title." He says, "We didn't come to this year to try to get to the next round of playoffs. We're 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 going all the way." And I believe it. I mean, I don't know how else you're going to stop the Utah Jazz unless we have an injury of some kind. I think that we're like you say, too deep to really. Roll us over. Yeah. And in a seven-game series, that ain't never happening again. We ain't even freaking three to one. Then. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We're stirring Tyson up, people. Um, yeah, I think the Jazz are right there. I still think it's the Lakers' championship to lose. But, and us to win. But I think we are now the next tier. Like, last year, I considered both L.A. teams tier ahead of everybody else. Right. I think now we have Lakers. And then we have us and maybe Clippers, but we're 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 moving up the ranks in in my mind, um, and we match up with the Lakers here in February. So that will be that's a huge a game. game. Whatever you're doing that day, cancel it. We need everybody watching that game. I mean, I, there's so many discussions whether the Jazz are f- are frauds or or if they're real. Like, is it the real deal or is this just a fluke? Period. Because of just COVID a hot streak, something's gonna go cold soon. I think the numbers stand for themselves. So I, I'll stand behind the statistics and say that uh, we'll continue to win games. Yeah, a fourth of the season is not a, it's it's not a small sample size anymore. We're we're actually getting into um, the identity of the team because we're we're getting some games under our belt. So eighteen games in, we are fourteen and four, and that's. That's the new jazz to me. Having two guys out and having the rest of the team step up and knowing that we can win a game without two major keys, and I think that that just shows that we can win when we dig, and we wanted it. So we can win any game. We just have to dig deep and, and let Quinn figure it out. Are the Mavericks going to be able to figure out how to win us Friday night? I don't think so. 
Not at all. Okay. Mavericks are another W. Streak to 11. How do you see us playing Denver on Sunday? Streak to 11 is the longest Quinn Snyder winning streaks had, right? Ooh. It's 11 games is straight. It? Yeah. That's the longest he's had. He just tied for his second longest winning streak since he's been the Jazz coach, which was 10 last night. So he can tie first place against Maz Friday and then surpass it with the with the next game, 12. And then we'll go to a baker's dozen. <laughs> Did you ask me a question? And I I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you just lost me in that rant, and I was just loving sorry, it. Sorry. No. Yeah, we're killing it. Quint well, Snyder's yeah. the bomb diggity. Yeah. I, I hesitate because my wife has a major, major crush on Quinn Snyder. Oh, that's right. It's yeah. it's getting weird. Yeah. Yeah, I get memes and stuff sent to me throughout the day of like Quinn Snyder in his skinny pants. Right. Is which he, which I love. I'm not <laughs> for it, but it's it's getting. Yeah. Okay. That's so the thing. <laughs> let let's talk about the next week of games. I, I, I'm I'm saying that we're going to win the Mavericks. I don't see any issue with that at all. Uh, the Nuggets is the game you're going to call us on? I'm going to say the streak ends at Nuggets. I'm going to try to be real. I'm trying to be realistic and not okay. a hype fan. Um, but if we happen to win and beat the Nuggets, we're, we're getting to 15. You know, really? I don't see us losing to the, the Pist- Pistons at home in Atlanta or in Charlotte. And then the Pacers are very winnable. So we're, we're going to go on another five-game streak if we beat, if we beat Denver. You heard it here. I love it. I'll be watching to see if you're right. And so far, Jackson has been right all season. <laughs> hashtag sixth man of the year. Yes, sir. People still hashtag? I don't know. Yeah, they should. Is 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 this like COVID thing going to be like a, a, a time stamp in our history now? Like pre-COVID and post-COVID? Like, like ACD? No, BCA? Yeah. <laughs> like, do they hashtag? Well, they did pre-COVID. I don't know now. It's like Yeah. Probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah, pre-COVID, we used to have a huge audience in our studio. Right, and we're down yeah. to one. Yeah, now we're down to one He's dog. asleep. <laughs> really lightening up our audience today. <laughs> Let's see how long the Jazz can keep this streak going. I've got no doubt they can. I think the real contention will be when we get back to the Bucks. So we'll see what we end up here. Jazz fans, stay out there. Stay alive. you got to love it. Let's keep this streak rolling. Jazz are the number one team in the world right now. No joke. And we don't even have to feel uncomfortable saying that anymore. So thank you guys so much for listening. We're back for the time being. This has been Jazz Beats. I am Jackson. You're welcome.